the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show everyone, this is episode 250 of the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This episode is for the week commencing Monday the 9th of December 2013. My name is Edwin Herman, I'm here in the studio in Wellington and joining me also in Wellington but over Skype is Kim Farrar. Welcome to the show Kim. Thanks, Ed. Awesome. 250. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's getting number, up there. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Quarter of a millennium. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done a few of the shows now, haven't you? Yeah, I think this is my third one. Yeah, oh, good. It's been awesome. Oh, you've done a couple, just a couple, was it? I yeah. thought you did a few more than that, but maybe not. And you certainly used to do the uh, the breakfast show with Mick, on Mix FM with me some years back, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. They were fun times, weren't they? <laughs> it's a while ago now. But anyway, let's have a look at what we've got in store for you. We will uh, look at a robot, an autonomous robot that uh, has the ability to predict crime. That's later on in the show. But we're going to kick off with a teenager who was ripped off, in other words, scammed on eBay over £450. Yeah. So what, what it is was Peter Clatworthy saw a listing on eBay for an Xbox One console. And he's, he's 19 years old. He also has a, a four-year-old son. And he wanted to buy this console as a surprise Christmas present for his four-year-old. I'm, I'm, look, I've got to say, I, I've done the maths here. 19 minus four equals 15. <laughs> yeah. You were doing the same, right, Kim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, do four-year-olds these days get Xbox consoles? Yeah, I know. It's what? pretty good present, isn't it? I know. What's with that? £450. £450 worth, exactly. Yeah, it probably uh, wasn't for the kid, though. Well, he said He's that, 19. Well, it was probably for him. We know that, right? You and I know that. Anyway, the thing is, there was no console because the, the ad said it's a, you know it's a listing for a photo of a console which kind of seems a bit weird. And sure enough, when he pay, after paying his money, he received... Nothing but a photo of an Xbox One console. So he paid £450 plus £8 packaging for a photo of a console. Yeah, it kind of worries you stuff like that that happens when you kind of, you know, order something on eBay. Like I'm just looking at the moment for like a little um, tablet at the moment, but you just don't know, eh? You don't know. It's, it's a, yeah, but you don't know who's on the other end. You don't know if you're going to get scammed. And you know, the, the seller in this case clearly said in the ad that it's a photo but of course it was listed under the consoles category not in not under the uh not in a photo category or anything like that so the seller appears to be wanting to get away with crafty wording by saying you are bidding on a photo so the seller can come come back and say well look it was it was very clear in my ad that it, it was a photo you're bidding on but that really doesn't cut the mustard, no. though, does it, Kim? Doesn't no, cut the I don't think so either. Because, like, yeah, I guess it's always your mind sees what you want it to see a little bit as well. So you you might not even look at that 
that wording as well. You'll just see console, Xbox or whatever. Yeah. And and let's face it, you and I both know that the seller in this case was trying to mislead buyers, aren't they? That's what, he, that's what they were trying to do, right? They were trying to yeah. mislead buyers into thinking it was a real one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it sucks. Yeah. I would be so mad as well because that's a lot of money. Totally, totally. So anyway, this reminds me though of a case on Judge Judy. I've got a little audio clip. Take a listen to this. Listen to me carefully. She answered an auction on eBay for two telephones. That's what she says. She was advised that she was the successful bidder, according to her, for the two telephones that you were selling, because it's in your name. She sent you $467.75. And you sent her two photographs of the cell phones. And you say that that's what she paid for, two photographs of the cell phones. Are we understanding each other? Yes. You're an idiot (laughs) and a scammer. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't cut the mustard with Judge Judy either, did it? No. <laughs> Judge Judy? <laughs> oh. used to like her. Sorry? You used to like her. Oh, yeah, I used to watch watch her show. I, in fact, I'm I'm going through a phase where I'm watching her episodes on, on YouTube now. Oh, wow. Mm. But anyway, it's obvious this person is trying to scam someone. They're trying to get away with it by saying, well, I put the words saying that it was a photo in the ad. I mean, what idiot would pay £450 for a photo? I mean, everyone knows that that's, you know, crafted in that way. That ad's been, the wording in the ad's been crafted that way to mislead people. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're buying that tablet, Kim, be very careful. Yeah, we'll do. But mind you, the good news is, isn't it, that they did, um, eBay helped him out. Yes, because he paid by PayPal. That's right. Here's a tip for anyone, actually, on on that note. If you're going to be buying off eBay, it pays to, excuse the pun, it pays to pay by PayPal. Whoa, can you say that 10 times fast? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tongue twister, isn't it? It does. It pays to pay by PayPal because you've got extra protection when you pay by PayPal. That's a lot yeah. of peas, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't know that actually, so that is probably good to know. Yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right, Kim. They are refunding his money. The seller has to make good and uh, the, the buyer gets his money back. Mm. It, it does kind of make me wonder sometimes how they chase people down, you know what I mean, if, if someone did rip you off. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, uh, you know, they could ban his account and – his or her account, and if the seller has credit on their account, then they're going to lose that as well. So, you know, eBay can recoup that much if, uh, and of course, they can always take legal action if they, if they know who the, you know, the person's real identity is. Mm. And the thing is, when they when you top up your uh, your eBay account, you obviously do that by credit card. The moment you do that, then that's trackable. So, and you know, eBay. Should in theory be able to work out exactly who the seller is if if the seller doesn't agree to make good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there you go. I still don't know what four year old why four year olds these days are getting Xbox consoles as presents. Yeah. What about Harold's your your family? Your four year old? I've got a, I've got a six and a three year old. Oh, okay, right. So either too old or too young. <laughs> <laughs> they're not getting Xbox. consoles. They're not getting no. consoles. Four hundred fifty pound consoles. No, no, and they're not. They might. I might buy a photo of a console. In fact, I'll probably print <laughs> one myself. That's as close as it's going to get. <laughs> All right, now off to Japan. A mobile provider in Japan, Docomo. I think it is. Is it Docomo? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Docomo okay. in Japan has developed a service 
that allows Android smartphones to warn you when you're texting and walking. Because we all know that texting and walking is dangerous, right? Yeah, that would just drive me nuts. <laughs> well, it's an opt-in. Good news for you then, Kim, is it's an opt-in system. So, you know, you have to select this. If you, you know, you select it yourself if you want to be prevented from texting and walking. The way it works, by the way, is that it detects when you're walking, obviously, by you know GPS coordinates and that. And if you're in the middle of reading or composing a text, it will put up a little warning saying that uh, using your smartphone while walking is dangerous. The phone senses you are walking. Please stop. Yeah. So do you text and walk? Yeah, I do actually. I just cut off and like if I'm walking, I just walk home from work sometimes. It just it takes me out 15 minutes. So it's kind of a little bit, or like, or like on the bus as well, it's kind of a little bit of downtime. So I just might say hi to someone or if I need to catch up with someone, I'll just do that when I'm walking home a bit. Yeah. When you text and walk, do you crash into things? No, I haven't. But I could see how you could. I can see how people could. But yeah, I think it probably could happen, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like a, a kind of a rights thing. It's just, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just always just like enforcing another rule or something. I know, like you said, it's voluntary, but yeah, it's just. Oh, you know, there are people that, that. Well, the thing is, there are people out there that text and walk that don't want to be doing it. They just find it too hard. And so they. It, look, this is really a little bit like those oose. Uh, what do you call it? Those Oose apps oh, that you know, right, yeah, yeah. that give you a little break. You know, you opt into that. It's it's not something you know. I don't have those because I don't like them. But you opt into that because you want to help yourself from not continuously typing over extended periods of time. So in the, this is in the same vein. You know, there are people out there that text and walk, but don't want to be texting and walking, and they find but they find it hard to to stop themselves, and so they can opt into this. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's quite good if you put it that way kind of thing. I wonder how many people would do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the big question, absolutely. How many people are really going to sign up to this? I don't know. I but don't it know. did say it's free, isn't it? It's a free Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, free app, it's free. So. Yeah. Yep. Right, now Siri on the iPhone has a few. Do you have an iPhone there, Kim? No, I don't. You don't, you don't have an iPhone. Okay, because no. if you did, we could try this. But Siri has a few bugs in her. Here's the thing. If you ask Siri, what's 3.23 minus 1.27? Instead of giving you the the answer, she tells you the current date. Mm. She says, it's Thursday, December 5, 2013. It's like, that's not what I asked you. I asked you what's 3.23 minus Uh, (laughs) 1.27. It's kind of weird. And it depends on the numbers because here are some examples of ones that produce the date, 4.23 minus 1.27, 8.12 minus 3.23, 6.43 minus 2.41, and 5.25 minus 4.25. In all of those cases, she answers with the current date. But it's not all... All of those. No, yeah. it's not all combinations because I'll give you an example. 7.87 minus 4.21 produces the correct answer, and so does 8.88 minus 2.41. And here's the thing. Apple haven't responded yet, but it's something to do in the way she interprets the numbers. And if you look at the examples, you probably don't remember them, but in all those examples I read out earlier, they're all possible times. You know, that, that they don't go above 60, if you like, after the decimal point. Whereas the ones that do 
produce the right answer because they can't be interpreted as as times. And so that's what people think is happening, that she's interpreting these numbers as times, you know, times of the day. Mm-hmm. And for some reason ends up giving you the date. So anyway, if anyone's listening to this very podcast right now on an iPhone, give it a go. Ask Siri, what's 4.23 minus 1.27? And see what happens. Obviously, your phone doesn't have this issue, does it, Kim? Because you don't have an iPhone. Uh, no, I don't. It just does text. And and that's about it, really. Oh, have you got a dumb phone as well? I've got a dumb phone. You're like me. <laughs> oh, do you have a dumb phone? No, I've got a dumb have phone. An Apple. No, no, I don't. Oh, I've got a dumb phone. I, I, I really like my dumb phone because it's smaller than any smartphone and fits neatly in my pocket. Yeah. And the battery lasts for like seven to ten days. I know. And if you drop it, you don't care. I know. If you drop these things, they just bounce back up and you put them back in your pocket and away you go. <laughs> yeah. You drop your iPhone or any other smartphone and, and you get a cracked screen and then you're really upset and all the rest of it. No, I've got a dumb phone. We're, we're in the same club. Cool. <laughs> All right, last story then for this week. Nightscope, a company based in California, has designed a little robot, five foot, that's one and a half meters, 300 pound, which is about, what's that, about 140 kilogram robot called the K5. And what it is, it's an autonomous robot that roams around the streets and keeps an eye on, you know, on the public for safety. And also, it has an algorithm built in to hopefully, and I say hopefully because I'm a bit sceptical, predict crime ahead of time. Yeah, I'm not too sure about how it does that, eh? You know? Well, it does it from previous stats and things. So I, I guess it, you know, it's not really predicting crime. I think it's just knowing where to be, well, you know, where the hot spots are at what time mm. of the night, that, that kind of thing, you know, what kind yeah, of, Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's just recording everything as well, isn't it? That's right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's kind of kind of looks a little bit like an R2-D2 type thing and sort of, you know, wanders around and <laughs> it does. does its thing. It does look, I don't know, it's actually quite funny because, you know, it reminds me, because you just see on the website, it's got like a picture of it going along and, and this little thing's wobbling along kind of thing. Well, it's not that little, but anyway. And it just reminds me of like Doctor Who and the Daleks. It's just like, if you ever want to get away, run up the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Run, yeah, up, the run up the stairs. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't do stairs. No. And that's what I always used to think with Doctor Who, Daleks. Just go for the stairs. They can't follow you. Go you know? for the stairs, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think they have said, though, for this one, this is a prototype, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But, they're but they hopefully, and I, the, the time frame on this seems incredibly short, but they hope to have the K5 fully deployed by 2015. Seems rather early to me. It's not far away, is no, it? No, I would have thought that's at least three or four, maybe even five years away, but apparently not. And the thing is, in these future models, it will be able to cope with rough terrain, curbs, and possibly stairs as well. So, mm. But it can see, hear, feel, and smell. So it's got yeah. a, yeah. It, it's, it must I have like some it. good senses, and it's got like, it can like record all the, you know, number plates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's got a number plate. Uh, recognize the thing, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, in theory, it, it, you should be able to also load it up with a uh, a list of uh, car number plates to to look out for, and if it spots one, I, I guess it can report back. 
as, as well as recording number plates uh, associated with incidents. It can run uh, up to 24 hours on a single charge, apparently. It's pretty good. And to hire one of these out, it will only cost you $6 American and 25 cents an hour. So that's probably about, what, eight fifty nine dollars $9 an hour, New Zealand? Mm, yeah. So I wonder how much they charge, you know, like for the security guards and that. I'd say they have they to pay security guards a little bit more than that. That'd be made a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. So this thing's cheaper than a security guard. I Look, I would argue it's probably not as good. You know, no. you know although it's, it's less dangerous in terms of, you know, from the point of view of the security guard. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, I guess it, all it's going to can do is record what's happening and then the police or whatever, they can, you know, play it back and catch people later. So, yeah, or it can alert people at the time as well. So you can deploy yeah. people. But it is like that Robocop, isn't it? And uh, It is. The company claims the precog plot point of Minority Report. So there you go. All yeah. that sci-fi stuff. Yeah, it's all coming to real life now. Watch out! Yeah, I look. I'd, I'd love one in in my house, even. Yeah, it does say it does say about putting them in schools and stuff like that. I think I don't know. It'd be a bit freaky, wouldn't it? Yeah, look. I think uh, you know Victoria University here in Wellington had a robot, and they, I think they still do, called Marvin, which used to go uh, roam, roaming around the uh, the physics department. Oh, okay. I yeah. never saw him. Yeah, look, I've never. S- Oh, I saw it. Actually, the only time I saw it was when there was some press release and I happened to be in the right place or perhaps you could say the wrong place at the right time and there were all these cameras around and it was being demonstrated as I kind of walked past. So there's uh, there's probably footage of me in the background there on television or somewhere. But anyway, that's the only time I saw it for for real. Uh, But yeah, apparently Rome's around the physics department and it's kind of like their security guard. Mm. I can't remember what it's capable of doing, but anyway. Kim, that's pretty much it for episode 250. All righty. Thanks, Ed. All right. You're welcome. Thank you for co-hosting. We'll do it again next time, I'm sure. Definitely. All right. to do it again. Good one. Excellent. Love to have you back. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. Sick. Is he only 19? Yeah, he's 19. Yeah, and he's got a four year old kid. Yeah, that's what that. <laughs> yeah. I read that before and I thought, and I didn't twig, but he's now I've just done the math. Young. <laughs> yeah. Is he really 19 with a four year old kid? <laughs> yep.